0: up everything. It's a bonus episode where we're going to talk about everything that's happened on Twitter in the last 24 hours. It's been a wild weekend, so let's get started and let's go blues. Welcome in, everyone, to a very special bonus episode of the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. Ian, the first bonus episode we've had in ages, or the first one we'll be calling a bonus episode. Who knows? There are no rules anymore, Ian, as the last 24 hours on booze Twitter has made <laughs> abundantly clear. I am Stephen Ground. I've got a half full cup or is it half empty of uh, some kind of Tropicana tropical mix that tastes exactly like fruit cocktail. And I've also got a full cup, or a full box of uh, the really good Cheez-Its. You know, like Cheez-Its as a product is the most like variable. You get them, sometimes they're perfect. Sometimes they're stale. Sometimes they're extra toasty. Then I found out people wanted the extra toasty. They needed a whole separate product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a whole range of experiences. But these, they're perfect. So they're going to power me through this podcast As we talk about the debacle that's become of of (laughs) the Blues rumor mill over the last 24 hours. But before we get to any of that, Ian, how is this lovely Sunday afternoon, almost evening, treating you in St. Louis? Oh,
1: it's it's been great. It's hot as balls outside, though. Is Is it?
0: It's terrible here, too.
1: It's not very humid, so I'll give it that. I'll give the weather that. Um, But it is one of those things where I walked the dogs outside, and there was a... Big gust of wind and it felt like i had opened the oven i was like oh <laughs> one of these fine days um yeah i like you said a debacle because i feel like this could be like one of those political things you know where it's like election 2024 this is like blues debacle
0: 2023 <laughs> yeah yeah it could be because this is uh doug's debacle the Flyers are looking at different options with Travis Sanheim. News may break as we record the That's podcast. Right. Yeah, Who is this Anthony DeMarco guy? By
1: the way, yeah, he's everywhere now. I'm learning Why about is... all of the people, all the Flyers people on Twitter. I'm, Why I'm is learning he the about. Guy? All of them. He's
0: got five thousand five hundred followers, though. It's not like he's a guy. He's just the guy right now. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Danny, Danny Brier has decided this. This is my insider
1: um i'm gonna leak these things to you demarco
0: yeah we have no notes we have no uh rules we uh holy crap this tornado um we have uh we have just a you know we know what we're going to be talking about but we're going to cover it how it comes up how we decide to cover it uh and let's go ahead and jump into the big news which is the only news really which isn't even news it's just a rumor technically but uh news breaking okay so it started like friday maybe maybe thursday or friday as like uh the blues are looking at scott lawton rumor and it was like the blues have offered a first and a second for scott lawton and that was kind of like huh and then and then quickly it became like saturday it became like oh the blues are now interested in Kevin Hayes because there wasn't traction on Lawton. But that very quickly turned into like, oh, the Blues are acquiring Kevin Hayes. Like this deal is on the precipice, you know? And that was also like, huh? And then uh, as everyone knows, I'm sure who's listening to this, that quickly turned into like, oh, this might actually be an 18-player trade. There's everyone you could The blues are trading. Not only are they trading Tori Krug and and Braden Shin and Jordan Kairu, they've also thrown Eric Boganeki in there, mm. and their next six fourth-round picks. <laughs> and head coach Craig Baruby is returning. I saw I Illinois saw Bennington finals. getting
1: flipped out there. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, they're
0: getting Carter Hart and Travis Sanheim and uh, and, uh, Kevin Hayes and, uh, Danny Briere actually is coming, but as a player, not as a GM, he'll still be GM of the flyers, but he will be playing for the blues. <laughs> and, uh, it'll just be, I mean, that was that kind of a, that kind of a rumor mill where you couldn't pin down what was happening. Uh, you had no idea exactly what was going to come and the rumors kept spreading. And then, uh, eventually it came out finally that the reason for the rumor mill um, or this reason for the rumor the slow progression of the rumors was that a blues player was um, potentially using his uh, no trade clause to block the trade and then uh, that did happen and it has become clear whether this has been officially said I think it was said by Friedman and others that uh, Tory Krug was said player so uh as we Mm. know it now it sounds like it was going to be some version of tory krug and one of our second uh, one of our later two first round picks going to the flyers potentially with more players involved more cap dump involved i would think it would have to be um but those players going to the flyers in exchange for kevin hayes with salary retained and. Travis Sandheim, who is starting an eight-year $6.25 million per season contract right now. Um the uh the blues have continued negotiations, the fires have continued negotiations, rumors still continue to swirl. And um they uh are there talks about now maybe the blues will get just Kevin Hayes. Uh now the blues will do this or that. Uh, there's a lot of people blaming Tori Krug for everything that's happening. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Ian, where would you like to start? How are you feeling? What would you like to say now?
1: Um, I just feel like I've been blueballed. You know, I think that was the <laughs> thing. Was like blueballed. I was I was doing very adult things and watering my plants outside in the front, and then I looked at my mm. phone and you're like, oh, looks like the blues might be getting uh, Kevin Hayes, and I was like, oh, okay. And then it was like, oh, no, it is happening. I was like, okay, I'm just waiting for – I'm waiting for the tweets. I'm waiting for the Rutherfords and the Freedmans and stuff. And then nothing came down. And then it was like some some schmucks, some of the Flyers Twitter were talking about it. And then I was like, oh, it's heat- – like you said, it's heating up. There's so many players involved. Oh, oh baby, you know, it's almost done. Even, even uh, JR is like, oh, yeah, our source of the athletics say they're working – you know, through the day on this one, it could be huge, you know, lots of pieces, there's flyers, Twitter being like, their defense is going to look a hundred percent different after this and back and forth. And then nothing for a long time. And then that's when the NTC, you know, stuff came through. And then I was like, Oh God. And then by, I forget what it was last night, like, or like in the afternoon, like four or five when everyone was like, okay, well, this isn't getting done today. So see you all tomorrow. It's like, Oh God. And at that point I was pretty much like, well, it's, it's never happening. It's not, or it's not going to happen in the form that I would like it to. Um, and, you know, in the moment, I mean, it still sucks now, but in the moment it really sucks. Cause it's like, even if it is just Kevin Hayes or anything, even if it's a really like shitty trade, it's still news and it's still fun <laughs> to talk about. So it just sucked that it was like dragged out, or also it sucked that we kind of knew exactly what the trade was. It's like, give me like a, give me something spicy and different that I'm not hearing. You know, just like Travis Connect me is in the trade. Like, oh, you know, give me some. But at this point, we know what it was going to be, and we know it's not happening. Um, and I'm I've got mixed feelings about or is that. it? Yeah, or, or or it might. I mean, we got three more days. I mean, the trade could be made after that, but obviously I saw some people say that like the trade doesn't have to happen before the draft. I'm like, if it involves picks, it does. Like nobody, I always see people like, well, you could just trade the person you pick. Nobody wants that. They want, when it's wide open, they can have who they want. When it's the guy you pick, they don't care. The other
0: way too, you know, it's like, It's like, we get a player and now he's our player. It's not just a pick, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Once you pick it, it's like, Oh, this is our guy Our scouts like this guy, you know, it's it's so much harder to let go of those, those players when they have a name and a face and someone watched them all season long. That's in your organization. So, yeah, I mean, they really are kind of on a a deadline here. Um, And I don't know. I, I I don't think it gets done. I don't think there's going to be anything going on between the blues and flyers. Honestly, I think, it just kind of the longer things stall out, the more time goes by. That's what I thought too. And they're like, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm like, aren't you going to have enough folks sleeping on it that they're like, eh, you know what? F this, I'm not going to do that. Whether it's Breer or Armstrong or, or somebody in the organizations, they're just like, oh, never mind, we're going to nix this whole thing. Well, yeah.
0: let's break it down a little bit because here, let's start here. The simplest form of this trade potentially sounds like it could have been blues trading the 25th overall pick for Hayes with half of his salary retained. Now I reread army. I reread, um, I reread Jr's article. And mm-hmm. it sounds like he was saying the well, the boys would have to send some salary back uh, to make that trade work. You would have to assume that salary would be like Marco Scandella. Probably mm-hmm. who can't waive a trade to, um, Philadelphia, although he can waive a trade to other places because he does have a partial no trade clause, which we'll talk about no trade clauses, I'm sure, in a minute here. Um, That move, let's just say it was Scandella and and our first for uh, Hayes with half of his salary retained. That move makes so little sense to me for the Blues. I don't understand it at all. Uh, Armstrong has repeatedly said he's looking for players in the 25 to 27 age demographic on term Hayes just turned 31 uh on top of that and I say this with all due respect he's not very good at hockey anymore <laughs> um and you know I I don't want to go on this thing too too much but like the there's all the talk about like oh well he's a locker room guy i'm sorry you don't pay 3.5 million for 3 seasons for a locker room guy and that's assuming they retain all 50%, you know, Mm. like you just don't do that. Paul Bissonnette was a locker room guy. The dude never won a cup. Ryan Reeves (laughs) has never won a cup, you know, like Pat Maroon's won three, but he's been on incredible teams to do that. It's just Hayes doesn't add anything to this team except I guess a personality and I guess a tolerable three C, which like, again, I guess at three and a half million, isn't awful but like it just to give up a first round pick for that to get rid of maybe Scandella who like you're gonna have for only a year at this point true just that trade doesn't make any sense to me at all does it make any sense to you make sense of it for me if you want to
1: no I agree it really doesn't it's a little perplexing just because it doesn't really address much of a need, right? Like I get that you probably need another center because they ended the season with Thomas Bushnevich Shen down the middle. And from what I can tell most blues fans on Twitter that replied to my question was as to whether or not they thought that experiment at center worked last year for Bushnevich. Uh, most of them were like, nah, I'd rather see him at wing. And I mean, that's, that's kind of how I felt too. Like I was going to be a little blown away if it worked out well with him at center i think he played fine ish but like face-offs were a problem and it just feels like he's probably much more productive on wings so that's where you want him so you have thomas and shen as your top two centers um i would almost argue that shen at this point needs to be a third line center but he he plays fairly well and he's defensively responsible so i can get that you can put him in your top six put him on the second line but as far as like needing a third line center i just feel like um, and maybe I just don't know what the options are this summer, but I just feel like you don't need to be giving away one of your first round picks in order to acquire said player said player is then, like you said, much older and out of your age range that you're trying to hit with this core. Um, they're, you know, Hayes is okay offensively, you know, let's see, he's got last year he had 54 points. In 81 games. Hey. Uh, year before that, only played 48 games at 31 points. Only 55 games the year before, I guess it's COVID and stuff, 31 points. Like he gets some assists. He's had two seasons where he scored over, over 20 goals. Um, I mean, he's been a pretty heavy minus, but I get that he's been on Philadelphia. So I understand that. But I don't know. It just seems like you, or it seems to me that you'd want to keep that first even if it's a late first and try and use it to get rid of one of your defensemen right like i think the trade and maybe we can just transition into that, is like the trade that makes sense or makes a little more sense is if you move tory krug in this whole mess and if he had obviously waived his no trade clause and went to philly it's like okay well you have kevin hayes he fills like a small need for you but the, the bigger win, honestly, is just getting rid of Tory Krug's contract. I mean, Kevin Hayes, you know, 50% retained is at like a little over 3.5 if that's what Philly did, and we'd have him for three more years um, this season, the one after, and the one after that, that's three years. Um, and I guess that's okay to me. He feels kind of like another Tyler Bozak in a way. Uh, Mm -hmm. and obviously they're not the same player but like it's sort of like okay this is a overpaid but serviceable third line center I just don't think that really moves the needle for me in any sort of way I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like that trade if it was ever just going to be a money swap for Kevin Hayes at 50% retained trade your 29th pick or the 29th pick to him or to a Philly it's just it's I don't know it's just lateral at best or, or I shouldn't say lateral at best, but like it's a small improvement at best. So cool. But I just don't think the price is worth that small improvement.
0: It's just not thinking realistically about where the team is at the moment. I'm sharing his uh, player card from Jay Fresh Hockey, which is like, you know, I don't think it's as bad as um, as you might, as I would have thought, except even strength defense. He's really weak, which is, you know, where we are the weakest. So that's not encouraging. Um, but like, it just... Ugh, ugh. It's weird. It's weird to me because like, you know, you wouldn't say like, oh, Boston would be like, oh, yeah, we're one Kevin Hayes away from competing because Kevin Hayes isn't that good. But at the same time, like it just doesn't it's not an honest evaluation of where we are. Like Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes doesn't help you compete. That is
1: an interesting In point. the next
0: three years. And he doesn't obviously have any shelf life after the next three years. So what the fuck are you doing? Like, What's the thinking? <laughs>
1: That is interesting. It's like if they if he's a good third line center and he's a really good depth center, our our cup teams not like knocking at the door and be like, dude, what can we do to take Kevin Hayes? Like we yeah. need Kevin Hayes for our team. It's like maybe it's just because he plays on a bad team, but you've seen really good players, Ryan O'Reilly, people of his ilk that are on bad teams, and people are like, Oh, we want them so bad because we just know it's the team he's on and maybe maybe that is some of it maybe Kevin Hayes does a little better in St. Louis I'm honestly I'll be honest I'm not entirely opposed to this move because it is just kind of like okay shore up your center depth and just kind of see what see what you have and then please also make other moves for sure like if this if this was his only move he's like well we have Kevin Hayes now I'd be like well good fucking job yeah (laughs) I I don't know if I'm supposed to be like impressed now but um it would be it'd be an okay move I just think it would be really um just not creative in any way right like in fact kind of like the exact opposite of creative is dug into a hole a little bit like here here's a first um also you're not taking anything Russell than Scandella like you said if that was you know trying to swap money and now we have Kevin Hayes everyone and you're like okay well thanks I guess like and then I feel like then people just point at that and say well see he made a trade you know he tried to make the team better I'm like ah, he made yeah. a trade I don't know that he tried to make the team better and I, I replaced the wheels on my car that doesn't mean I now have a race car <laughs> like <laughs>
0: I think it just points to the fact that, like, to me, the fundamental problem with the Blues is their entire salary cap structure. And I don't understand, and we'll get to talking about Sandheim in a minute, but I just don't understand how adding more cap for less than stellar players makes any goddamn sense at all. Like, if you if you did the thing and you traded for Alex DeBrincat this summer and you gave him an eight-year... Mm-hmm or let's, you know, eight eight year, eight million dollar extension or whatever you want to say, like that's at least a superstar player. That's at least a guy or maybe not quite a superstar, but like at least a very good player. And it's at least a guy you can kind of say, OK, we're going to we're going to succeed or fail with this guy. But at least it's a, a guy, you know, right. <laughs> at least it's a guy that we can build around. <laughs> Adding Kevin Hayes at seven, three point six million or whatever it would be, three point five five. And that's, again, assuming that the Flyers eat half of it. If they a third of it, you know that changes the calculus. It just like again, if it was like that Ryan Johansson trade, mm. where um, you know we trade them Josh Levo or something, and it was like an expiring UFA or even like Logan Brown or whatever, and get Kevin Hayes, then I, I I'm kind of in your boat where I'm like, well, I guess it's not terrible in the sense that like he's not. He's not like a, he's not like i I'm not, I don't even want to name a player, but he's not like a player who's such dog shit that it's like, oh, he's just going to be miserable to watch and make hmm. the team worse immediately. Like, I'm not trying to say that he's obviously wildly overpaid at 7.1 million. I think he'd be a little bit overpaid at 3.5 million, but like, again, I don't think it's that big a deal if it's, if we don't give up much for it. But to me, it's it just goes back to that issue of identity and where this team is. Like, I just don't, and that's what concerns me. You know, we talked about I saw a tweet, I can't remember if it was Friedman or somebody was like, Well, you know, they're going after Hayes. There's they may have to also still try to reunite with O'Reilly, who's open to a comeback. Uh, the blues want to compete next year for the playoffs. And I'm like, okay, like fine. Like, like I get that they're not going full rebuild. I do, like, I really do. But can you be honest with yourselves about where you're at as a team? And like, again, you want to be competitive next year. That's fine. Like, I think we're close enough that we could be competitive, but if you're making moves to be competitive next year at the cost of two or three years down the road, then this whole franchise is fucked. And they're (laughs) headed for a really, really bad rebuild in four or five years. Like there's just no way around it. Like that's what the case is because (laughs) I, and I, I will tweak the stat every day until I die if I need to, because I just don't think people are getting it. The Blues spend, they currently have the third highest salary cap commitment to their defensive core of any team in the NHL. And the two teams ahead of them won the President's Trophy and uh, the Stanley Cup last year, while we had one of the worst defenses in the entire NHL. We cannot make a competitive team a truly competitive team with the defense as it is currently assembled or anywhere close to, as it is currently assembled, there's just no way to do it. You can't skin the cat. Like, I'm sorry, this, the defense you're, if you, if you bring this defense back, you're just relying on the Deus Ex sex Oh, maybe they'll all be good again but they're not all going to be good again. We know that it's, you know, Falk, Falk had the one really good year. Other than that, he's been pretty mediocre with this team. Krug has never fit here. And I want to talk about Krug in a second because people are, are going way too far on the other end with Krug. Mm. Um, And we'll talk about that, but like Letty, one of the worst signing decisions I've ever seen knew it was at the time. I took a lot of heat. We both took a lot of heat for tweeting our displeasure with that um, because apparently we're not boys bands or whatever when we're critical of Doug Armstrong's decisions. We are
1: band. the most pessimistic blues pie. Yes, that's apparently. right. Apparently,
0: um, which is fine. We'll, we'll occupy the that angriest. Role, but, like, but like Nick Waddy is not good. He's just not. Again, he's kind of like Kevin Hayes where you're like, maybe he's not terrible, but he's not making this team enough better to justify him being here. Mm-hmm. And then the Pareco contract speaks for itself. And he's been awful for two years since signing that thing. So, like, again, like, I can't I don't want to be I don't want to be over dramatic but I guess I will be in this moment I can't see this team competing again with any of the defensemen it currently has still here other than like maybe Scott Perunovich and Kelly Rosen obviously blessed be his name but um (laughs) but you know like and it's not because I don't think any of our defense can be good at all it's just that I don't think the mix we have can be salvaged I guess is the best way to put it. Um, which let's springboard from there to talk about Krug and Sandheim. And mm. I'll start with Krug because people people gotta chill a little with the Tory Krug hatred. I know we're supposed to be the pessimists of all <laughs> pessimists, but like people act like this guy has been like the worst defenseman in the history of hockey since he mm. got here. And like he's exactly what. We thought he was what anyone logical would have thought he was going to be, which is an offensive threat and a defensive liability. And yeah, he's he's been, you know, not as good as he was in Boston, but the team also isn't structured the same way. And it's Doug Armstrong's fault for thinking that he was going to come in here and play Blues defensive hockey because he never was going to do that. And I think I don't think we were super critical of the signing at the time uh, when he came in and Petrangelo left other than the Petrangelo leaving part. But I think think, I haven't gone back and listened, but I think we both said, you know, it's a fine signing, but you just have to realize that it radically changes the defense like the identity of the defense has to change. Well, they didn't change the identity of the defense and surprise, surprise, it's been bad and Krug hasn't been a good fit. It's like you got, you know, to go back to your race car analogy, it's like you got uh, a Honda Civic. I guess this isn't really the same analogy, but it's <laughs> like you got a Honda Civic to be a construction worker. It's like, it doesn't work. You know, it's like right. Honda Civic is for getting around town and and fuel economy and that sort of stuff. Construction work, you probably need a truck and like, you know, a lot of cargo capacity and a lot of whatever like it's just not the same thing and then on top of that i want to i want to really stress like if you're one of these people out there like fuck tory krug for be this trade no man fuck you like <laughs> you're the asshole here it's his right doug offered in the contract you want to be mad at somebody be mad at doug armstrong and yeah. i know we're not supposed to say that i know apparently we're not supposed to be critical of doug armstrong but that's his fault guys it's on him it's just that, just this the fact you know once yeah, you has it... that protection that's why he asked for it because that's what i mean it's be... there you can yeah. use
1: it like that's the whole thing was you know it's, it's, it's kind of literally... like when people save money like save money to like a fault where it's like yo dude you know the money is there to like be spent at some point or yeah. to be used at some point it's like he has it you gave it to him um yeah, it's I I really didn't like people that are like I hate this dude. And like you said, like to his performance, I mean he had 43 points the season before last, and that was only uh-huh. in 64 games. It's a plus 23. Like I get a lot of that as as uh, well. It's not even power play because you don't get a you don't get a plus for power play. But so like he was he was pretty good. That whole team was pretty good that year, and it's just I think he's not enough of an impact player to change the fate of the team when he's out there, unless maybe it's the power play. Yeah. um is he just kind of goes with the team and like i think that is part of it it's like the, he didn't really help the team that much out of their pretty terrible play last year and he suffered for it too he's had some he's been injury prone and i'm sure he'd be i mean he's 31 i don't know if he's going to be much different on any other team maybe in certain systems he'll he'll fit better i don't honestly i honestly don't begrudge him for uh, not wanting to go to Philadelphia a they're like going to be in a full rebuild. So you're not winning anything there. And two, you have John Tortorella. I'm sure players have mixed emotions about that. They're like, okay, either I love him or I don't. And I don't, I don't put it or hold it against you. If you don't like the guy, it's, it's too bad. You know, it's, I would much rather he would have accepted the trade and was gone. Get rid of that contract i'm with everybody else but it, it's the way that it is and i yeah like you said it's it's a doug armstrong issue of just like you know you don't want to give people too much power with those full no move clauses but a no trade i'm pretty sure unless it's a modified no trade a no trade means you still are like yes no and submit a list and everything it just means that they they can actually send you down and like put you on waivers and yeah. all of that like it doesn't necessarily mean that like it's not this weird thing where you only get like oh one or two teams. You still get a lot of teams yeah. you can say yes or no to.
0: I think it's usually like 20 unless it's a modified no
1: Yeah, trade. Yeah. Or maybe it's, it's, like... it's a
0: full. Like I think I guess it's a full. You can't be traded to any team without consent. And then his Krugs turns to a modified no trade with a fifth with a 15 team list in 2025, 26. So, like again, like in that again, I don't want to beat this drum too bad because it's another thing. We've gotten sniped on Twitter for having this opinion. We've gotten sniped a lot lately, which is fine.
1: People people taking shots. It's okay. People are angry. There's a lot, there's just a lot of emotion going on. What amuses
0: me most, honestly, when people spend their time shitting in our replies is like, we don't take what we say seriously either, so you definitely. Should. Oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> bro.
1: I'm like bro. This is just like a stream of fucking consciousness <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Like when they're like, "You said this like a week ago." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, that was stupid. Yeah, probably. That, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. that was stupid. That changed my mind." Yeah, I always loved the like. You didn't believe in Bob. Blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I'm celebrating with with the cup just like you. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, yeah, people. People sometimes just don't like the pessimism or are very, are very fanatic in a specific way of just being very specific to the team they like or very partial to them. And, and I get oh, yeah. that. Um, but I just think it is kind of silly. I'm not going to critique any Doug Armstrong moves prior to like the cup and be like, I don't know, man, that was rough because they won the cup. So like, honestly, yeah. there were moves I didn't like, but they're literally just a wash at that point. It's pretty much every, you pretty much have just look at everything after the cup. I mean, and the, the
0: wish- dude signed Chad Johnson to be our backup <laughs> yeah, day, like, during yeah, the what Cup a- year. So, yeah, like- terrible,
1: but I don't care. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but like, t- you made the Lucic David's trade. It's great. It's fantastic. Best movies made since the Cup. One of the best movies made period. <laughs> like, yeah, great. Like, there's. I'm not gonna go through every movie. It's made some minor moves that are fine, but generally speaking, it's just been kind of like just very wishy washy at best. And I just like since the Cup, and I feel like people are like, that's not true. I'm like, have you just you just like not watch them like i'll mm-hmm. give you the 2019 20 season where there was a pause and they were rolling before that and everything and gotcha but everything since the pause has just kind of been man i mean they were fun in 21 22 they had all the goal scorers they they ran into colorado they took two games off of them like that's all well and good but just like i just don't see a i don't see the plan i don't really see the path and i don't see them like a just a unified message of like this is what we're going to do except for what armstrong said sort of this summer about we're going to get some younger guys and retool a bit and it's early i'm not going to say like he failed right now because there's i'm sure i guarantee you he will do something i know that much he will do something I, we're not mm-hmm. coming back with the same team that we ended the season with yeah. um but it's just a matter of what is that and it needs to be bigger moves because smaller moves just don't move the needle and I do feel like this market um the more times you miss the playoffs the less people are going to be interested especially with the uh, you know just uh, soccer here now and everything like mm-hmm. it doesn't overlap as much but they start in what freaking February <laughs> like they yeah. if they go through October so it's like I don't know you just have to you have to make that a priority and maybe that is what he's doing. Maybe it's just like, we just got to make the playoffs and we'll, we'll work it from there. And I get that, but I just feel like it's got to be, we got to look down further down the line than that. And at least, you know, to loop it back to this Tory crew stuff, that kind of felt like that's what he was doing when he was trying to move Tory crew. So I will give him like, I will give him a small amount of credit for that. He's trying to make that (laughs) trade. He's, he's trying to, to fix the back end. Uh, a little bit but i don't know it's it's interesting i think it's the steve dangle quote or something where it's like you know if a team tries to acquire somebody like they're trying to get um who is the guy uh timo meyer someone's trying to get timo meyer really bad and then the devils get them that team's not just then going to go well I don't know. I guess we're fine then. It's like, no, they were, they were trying to improve at a specific position. They're going to go look for that elsewhere. And it's like, if the blues are trying to get rid of Tori Krug, I just don't know that they are going to go into next season. Like, well, we tried, but Oh, well, I don't know. I guess we'll just yeah. live with this defense pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also don't know how that works with a, a player like Tori Krug. I know these guys are, are aware. That's a business. They've been traded and dealt and, Wave and all that stuff before so it's not necessarily personal but it does feel kind of weird that you your your gm goes up to you and is like hey so we're gonna trade you will you go to philly and like no you're like oh well <laughs> would you please and like no and you're like okay you know what actually you know what Tori, that's fine you know what that's fine no worries yeah. we didn't actually just kidding, just kidding. We weren't actually even going to send you anywhere. Isn't that funny? That's a mm-hmm. funny joke. And like, no, he knows he's going to get moved now. Or res- So I don't know. I'm sure he's fine in the locker room, even if they hold on to him. Not, I don't think anything nefarious is going to happen, but it's just sort of like, it just kind of sucks when, when he now knows that you want to move him and he wasn't moved. And I just wonder if now they're looking at his list because now they have the list. So like, okay, which one of these teams that he would be willing to accept a trade to is actually going to like take him and that's i think that's the hard part
0: yeah and that goes to get back to the thing we started to say and then i think got sidetracked a little bit like i don't want to beat this drum too hard but they friggin whatever you you can say there were other reasons petrangelo left people say he just wanted to leave i don't really believe that being the captain of this team and having his wife's family all here that seems very uncredible to me but like whatever the case may be we know that armstrong refused to give him an nmc Mm -hmm. and now armstrong has given seven players no trade clauses and two more modified no trade clauses Brandon Saad has a fucking no trade clause man a full no trade clause like why did you have to give that to Brandon Saad to come to the Blues if that was the difference between Brandon Saad coming to the Blues and going somewhere else I don't even have a problem with Brandon Saad but see you later bud like <laughs> go play for the Blue Jackets then man enjoy yourself like what I just what are you thinking Doug like you can't and 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 we kind of joked about this today because it's like well I see no no trade clauses are different from no movement clauses because they don't let the 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 player give have control over the team you know which is an obvious joke given what's going on right now but that's what Armstrong talked about when he refused to give no movement clauses and it's just like what did you, it's just, I am i don't even want to beat the drum because people are tired of hearing it, but it's like, it just feels very poignant that this is happening in the shadow of Alex oh, Petrangelo yeah. celebrating with his second Stanley Cup all summer and like, you know, people are like, we'll get over it. Like the team it's a different team now. And I'm like, yeah, it's a different team. Cause we didn't make that move primarily. And I'm like, it
1: is a different team. It's worse. It's a, it's a worse Yeah, team. we don't
0: re-sign Pareko. We don't sign Krug. We don't sign Letty. Probably if we kept him, you know, anyway,
1: what I, what I was going to say was like, it's, there's a number floating around somewhere on Twitter where like, there's like one or two players in the NBA that have some sort of like trade protection and that's it. And there's like, mm-hmm over a hundred or whatever, over like 200, I don't yeah. know what it was in the NHL. And it's like, yeah, that's like, I get some of it's for your family. You don't want to move around a lot, but it's also just like, man, the NHL, no wonder, no wonder, no giant trades have really happened in this league compared to like other leagues. It's like all these guys like, Nope, can't move me. Nope. Can't move me. I'm like, this seems like a lot of, a lot of players controlling the league or whatever and what they want to do. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's so annoying so funny
0: Cause it's like all the GM's fault. Oh yeah. And I'm like, um, like if you're
1: angry, yeah. If you're Doug Armstrong, you really gotta just be like kicking yourself in the balls and be like, man, what the fuck? I never saw that either, because you sign someone to a long seven, eight-year contract and like the no trade clause is incentive to sign with you, but it's also sometimes used just like, oh, we can get the money down just a little bit. But it's like when you sign them for like 6.5 million for seven years, I'm like, did it really do anything? Did it really was that really the thing you need to give them there? Um
0: and it's like know. GMs can conspire to eliminate offer sheets from the game. Right. So why can't they just conspire to eliminate this? Wouldn't
1: okay. you want this as a GM too? Like in general, like all the GMs are like, yo, wouldn't it be great if like, if this player was a problem, you could move him. Like, yeah, we all want that. Like, okay, you should yeah. all stop giving them no trade clauses.
0: Yeah. Ugh. And it's like, okay, you want to give Connor McDavid a no movement clause? Fine. Like whatever. But like, again, with no disrespect to these guys, tory krug brandon sod marco scandela got a modified no trade like what are you doing um uh washed up Tendy for however far we take his uh insight says krug news is getting spicy buckle up insider which i, I you doubt know, it. i doubt it, means it makes it. me
1: that the trade is now officially dead yeah, That's right. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, then on top of this, right, it was like to kind of take it even further down the line. It's like we were gonna give them Krug, and they were they were gonna give us uh, Hayes with hopefully some amount of retained salary, and then mm-hmm. also Travis Sandheim. And mm-hmm. that would, and again, that would be an improvement on Krug. The guy is a bigger dude, he's younger, but he's also just going to start his eight-year deal this season coming up, so like that's another long-term deal for a guy that's like twenty-eight, and yeah, maybe he plays really well um, with Pareko because he plays, I think he plays the left side, and maybe, maybe they're they're the the spice for each other. They they fix that top pairing and they play pretty well. I'm not even I'm not really against that at all. Like you're trying something, but it just. It's another long-term contract that I feel like would be hard to move if it doesn't work out. So it's kind of, I don't know, you're, you're improving slightly, but you also have run in the same issue of like, well, we have another guy that's locked up forever. So you just got to cross your fingers and hope it works out here. Um, But I would have been more interested in that. Obviously that's, that's two new players. I mean, again, I don't even know what else would have been involved if, if Krug didn't wave his or had waved his no-trade clause. Um, mm. might, have, might have been Scott Lawton, might have been other pieces going back, what have you. But yeah, it's that would have been a little more interesting, a little spicier. I could have swallowed that a little more easily. I just think for me, uh, that's that's more creative, right? I think that's a more creative move for Doug to make. I'm probably holding it to maybe a slightly too high a standard compared to what he's been doing recently to think that he should be able to do something more creative than that um, and again in that trade I definitely don't want you moving like your first or whatever I'm like yo, we're good I don't know it's it's hard I would almost I would almost rather we do something spicier and like move two firsts for somebody that's actually worth a damn right I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. who that is. I don't know where that trade comes from. I get that like maybe this is the best thing Doug can find sort of thing, but um maybe things will change in the next couple of days. But it was it was just such an interesting moment in time was like wow this could be a really cool trade and then it's like it's for these guys uh oh and then it's like oh that's not even happening the story crew it's not waving i'm like i guess now i'm sad but i guess that's better because this wasn't good and that's <laughs> like, the thing is it's like just so confusing
0: you can argue travis stanheim makes us better you can argue it makes us pretty significantly better but like does he make us enough better to justify eight years taking on another defensive contract with eight years on a guy that you haven't play ever had play for you in your system we did that with Falk it's not turned out great we did that with Krug it's turned out awful according to everybody who's once him gone at the point of a gun like it's I just don't if it's like Travis Sandheim or nothing give me nothing and try <laughs> to get where and I'm like and again I'm not against Travis Sanheim necessarily but like give me nothing try to get rid of a contract play out a year, kind of suck, maybe be better than last year and make the playoffs, but like, don't, you know, get deep or whatever. And then try this again next year. Like, and I don't believe it's Travis Sandheim or nothing, but if you can't get, if you can't get players that really fit and that make you better. And that like, again, and I also feel this way, like Doug keeps saying 25 to 27, like to me 27 is too old like to, to be getting a guy just into the team at 27 I just think is like a risk you know but in any case
1: yeah that's I don't true. I, I don't know who's parting with some of these younger players too I know he's was talking about them I'm like who are you getting buddy like I I want that too but I feel like everybody wants like a good young player like 24 25 26 so I cool go go try and do that but I don't know how realistic that is either I don't know it's it's just been very confusing because I was hoping some a trade like this would be like down the road after we tried some other stuff but then to see that this is kind of like the big first thing we're trying to do kind of makes me worried about what like ladder you know what's plan b and c and d if this was plan a um and then plan A got squashed. So I don't know. I don't know. I really don't think they should keep onto those last two picks by any means, but I'm starting to wonder more and more if they end up doing that because they just can't find somebody that will take crew, will take Pareko, take whoever. Um, I mean, you can give them to a, I guess they were trying to give them to Philly, who's a bad team. So you can give them to a bad team and hope they, they need that salary the coyotes or whatever but it's like what are you gonna what are they gonna give you in return what's gonna make you any better they're in a tough spot I think they're in a really weird spot where they're like right on the bubble and no one's really gonna be helping them out and it's like how do you improve this team other than like from within or or unless you get really creative that's the thing too where i know people get all get their underwear all in a bunch are like, well, what is this GM supposed to do? You know, what, is, how is he supposed to move this contract or that contract and everything? And I was like, you got, you just get creative player teams, do it. Other GMs do it. Your GM can do it too. I think being able to move Krug out of here would have been a, a low key miracle, even if it meant we're taking Hayes back and, and with Sandheim, that's a new look. So it's like, I, I give him, I'd give him some credit for that if it worked out, but again, mm. it's his own, it's his own signing of folks that that fucked him over. So I really can't say they're like, Oh, you tried, Doug. It's like, yeah, you did, but you also made your try and moot yourself. So like, that's kind of just a wash wash to me. It's like, Hey, you tried, but he also (laughs) fucked it up. So eh, nothing really happened. It's really not good or bad. I just, again, it just makes me wonder about what the plan is over these next three or four days. What's, b c d here um especially too because there's teams that are i'm not saying i've even looked into some of these players but there's teams where players are deciding that they don't want to play there anymore or teams have decided they shouldn't play there anymore like blake wheeler again old don't necessarily want him blake wheeler's probably getting bought out or moved Mm -hmm. off of uh the flyers or the flyers the jets um mark shifley might get moved out dubois on the move Tyler Toffoli, yeah, then the, the, pretty much everyone the Flames. Toffoli doesn't want to stay <laughs> with Calgary. Um, Freaking Backland again, old, but doesn't want to stay with Calgary anymore. Uh, who's the other guy? Lindholm
0: Noah probably Hannafin. gone from
1: Calgary. Noah Hannifin's gonna be gone. Which,
0: like, to me, Noah Hannifin is so. I don't even think Noah Hannifin's the second coming, like some people seem to think. But like, such a better fit because you get to control how long his extension is. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like give me, give me that, give me your. Uh, give me your veranas and stuff like that, where it's like, hey man, let's see if this works out. Let's see if this is a good fit. And if it's not, no skin off our back, you're you're out the door, or you know, or we signed mm-hmm. you to however many years or it didn't work out. We trade you again, get some assets. Like, just don't lock yourself into these long-term deals. I mean, even Kevin Hayes, I know it's not long term, but it's three years of that guy. Sandheim, it's eight years. It's like, just don't lock yourself into that where you're stuck in the same spot, like year after this if it's if it's shitty like i just think they need to be he needs to be as creative as he was at the deadline last year i need that to continue because yeah if you're gonna retool you can't retool into (laughs) into a team that is harder to break apart a team that's harder to improve like you're just basically backing yourself into a more of a corner and Thinking you're like there's a door behind you and there's not <laughs> like mm. you're just like nope I'm I've now stuck in a different corner um yeah it's I I believe in Doug Armstrong I believe you can do it I just I just want to I just want to see it
0: it's uh, just you like you can do it Dougie just give me something better than this <laughs> I just like I do feel like Doug operates best when we don't get any preview of it. Oh, yeah, and that's not entirely true because, like, we knew about the O'Reilly deal, we knew about the Bow deal. Like, this is not entirely fair, but like
1: but even the O'Reilly I just, deal, I feel like we thought was like, or at least I thought was not gonna happen after we got Bozak and Peran. I was like, Oh well, we've been linked to O'Reilly yeah. a lot, but I guess that's over with. That's like, no, you you know, we got him, and yeah, Bushnevich was. Kind of out of no well it was completely out of nowhere. There's moves where they just happen, you're like, oh wow, no way. The Shen move was was out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Stuff for, I guess, like, was Brian Elliott really? I don't know where I don't know, or like, like, but
0: I just selfishly really want us to have all these picks on draft day so it can be like, What the fuck's gonna happen? Nobody knows what's gonna
1: happen. (laughs) I know, it is. I will say it's a little selfish that last yesterday when I thought this trade was gonna happen, I was like, Why can't we just do this on draft day? And Gary Bettman be like, Hey, everyone, there's a trade to announce. I'm like, Yeah, don't he should not be allowed to say that if it's just picks moving around? Shut up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear those like, Hey, everyone, Holy shit. Here's a trade Freaking Winnipeg is moving from 23rd to 25th. I'm like, no, you not to to call that Shut a trade. Up. Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> also speaking on that same subject, if you are not actually an insider, stop trying to break stories on Twitter. Even if you have information, I don't believe you and nobody cares. <laughs> so like, that's just, a, that's just an aside. Um, but anyway, uh, kind of winding this all down a little bit. Do you think a trade happens with the Flyers at all at this point?
1: Uh, I'm going to say no. I just – I they always talk about this on 31 Thoughts where they're like – or 32 Thoughts are like, oh, you know, sometimes things go colds and then out of nowhere, you know, it just heats right back up. And then, every, you know, and boom, it's, it's done right before the deadline. Deadlines breed decision-making. But it's just like uh, – <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading your screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to find the latest gossip, uh, not get your jokes uh, in.
1: But yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. It just feels like, well, this thing is where it fell apart. And now, if they're exploring other options for Sandheim, and I feel like Columbus was linked to like Hayes for a while, like way before the Blues were. So now I'm just like, do they just go somewhere else with Hayes? And are the Blues now just completely focused on yo? Know, we got to move Krug. That's our biggest. That's one of our biggest things we need to do. So we need mm-hmm. to find the teams that he's willing to go to, and just see what we can get done in the next couple of days. Again, I'm not. I really don't mind if they move one of those last two first rounders um
0: to move just to move Krug. Like, yeah, just I mean, I don't like, love it, but like you get rid not, of one of those contracts, it's highway yeah. an And we've done that before. We did it with. Shin, I mean, one of the one of the picks we gave up for Shin was to get rid of Laterra, you know, like pretty obviously. And um, we've done it with at least one other time. I can't think now, but I'm pretty sure we've done it at least one other time. Um yeah, I mean, you have to you have to protect the long-term health of this team because you ain't gonna be competitive this year unless like you just completely reconstruct the team somehow, which isn't realistic. So I just again like not to beat that drum but like Kevin, Kevin Hayes doesn't make any sense to me in a vacuum mm-hmm. and um, I don't know I mean the draft's three days away it's on Wednesday hopefully I really I mean per, I really genuinely hope that whatever moves we pull happen on draft night because it's so much more fun that way oh, and yeah. we'll just have a bonkers podcast afterwards but like um, but like ew. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence right now. If I had to give a confidence rating in Doug Armstrong, it's probably the lowest it's ever been. And that's not, To say, I know a lot of people were like, no, five GMs you'd rather have than Doug Armstrong right now. Well, I'm not sure I could, but that honestly says more about the GMs in the NHL (laughs) than it does Doug Armstrong right now. Because, and I've said this before, it's not even a Doug Armstrong thing, but I just don't trust any one guy leading a team for leading any organization really for 15 years or 20 years. you know. And like, anyway, I just... I want to see the vision. We don't see the vision right now. This trade didn't happen. Maybe, you know, and that's the other thing, like maybe, maybe Nick Weddy, or maybe like Marco Scandella and I don't know, you know, some other bad contract were both involved and like the full picture was a lot more telling. Maybe we got back a young asset. Maybe we're going to flip the 10th for the seventh or something like there are a lot of options that could potentially have happened, uh, in this trade that would have made the final package uh, more appetizing. And obviously it seems like we'll never know what the final package would have been. Um, it sounded like it could have been really fun. I am sad on missing out on that. Cause I just love chaos, you know, but like, right. I just think, uh, I think I'm glad, I'm glad we dodged a bullet here. It seems like, uh, and we'll see where it goes from here, I guess. I don't know. Any the more trade, thoughts?
1: The trade that could have been, the trade that that's got away. Right. Way to go, Tori. That's right.
0: Any more thoughts on uh, any of that, Ian?
1: Um, just don't blue ball me anymore, GMs or NHL insiders or whatever. I, I don't want to hear a damn peep unless something actually happens. I don't want to hear what that. you're hearing or what some people are saying. The, what they better be saying, anything anyone can say, is it better be like, this. here's the trade. I saw something where something where someone was like, you know, yesterday. Like, I'm hearing Cairo. I'm hearing Cairo's name, and then I, Tony X retweeted him and said, "You better stop hearing." That. <laughs> and I was like, "That's right, that's right, unhear it." Um, but other than that, you know, I just hope for some chaos. I hope for some crazy ass mad chaos. Even if it's not with the Blues, give me some some bonkers shit where Marner straight to friggin' Dallas or whatever. Like, just give me give me something nuts.
0: I'm in. I'm for it. I'm all for it. And I'm not for anything boring and awful.
1: Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, we take a hard stance against things that are awful. Oh uh,
0: uh, Ian, on an entirely different subject before we go, uh you seen the movie in No. You should watch it, man. It's really good.
1: <laughs> I've heard the I've heard the song.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I've been on a Disney plus kick lately. Um, I started watching. I think I mentioned this the last time recorded. I started watching uh, the Star Wars movies because I'm trying to like go chronologically and catch up on series and stuff, which most of those fall between. um, Attack or revenge of the Sith and a new hope. So, you know, it's going to be a long time till I watch another movie, (laughs) but uh, God, that trilogy is so bad but also <laughs> um then I decided for some reason to pop over and watch Encanto man it, it's really good it's super good so go watch that um and uh anything else you want to say or cover keep cool yeah we're so good at that we're really the ones to be giving that advice <laughs> oh you mean temperature wise I mean, yeah, okay gotcha Okay, well, Ian, uh, for the Two Guys, One Cup podcast, it's been a blast. This is a, a bonus episode. You get what you yeah, get. You're welcome. And uh, we'll talk to you on draft night or shortly thereafter. See ya. We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. We don't talk about
1: Bruno. But it was my wedding day. Go
0: Bruno says it looks like rain. Why is he telling me? In doing so, he floods my brain. I want get the umbrella.